Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Previously, we discussed the different domains of OT, especially their occupations, which are six or seven of them, depending on how you count. And I'd like to give different examples of activities of the occupations themselves. I know we touched on this earlier, but I wanted to go a little more in depth, a little more in detail about different activities and different ideas that I do personally for each of these different occupations. So the first one we begin with, we were talking about is activities of daily living. You know, we're talking about the things that a person wants to be able to do and needs to be able to do in order to be as independent as possible in their daily life and as they go throughout life. So if you have a child that is not able to take care of his clothing management, is not able to feed himself, and is not able to get around, not able to tie his shoes, and not able to take care of things such as his glasses or his hygiene, those are things that we really want to help them with. That's things that... Those are things that OT addresses to help the person to become as independent as possible and as functional as possible in their life. So as we discussed before, there are different methods that we could go about this. What I do for for clothing management specifically, I have a student who I meet him in the morning. We take him off the bus in my uh, school with the special needs that I go to a few times a week. And he has very great difficulty in taking off his knapsack properly and putting the, the coat into the knapsack. Mind you, the knapsack is tiny anyway. I wish the parent would give them a normal-sized knapsack. And the zipper is half broken half the time. So we try to work on how to do that. So he takes off the hat independently, which is good. And the goal obviously has to do with ADL, activities of daily living. So we're able to work on this because that is the goal and that's what we're supposed to do. And he takes off the hat well. He could even doff, which means take off the coat somewhat well, depending on how stuck the zipper is. I might have to help him with that. I might have to grab the the outside of the arm of the jacket while he pulls. And then I might have to loop it around while he shrugs it off. But getting that that, uh, knapsack open and getting that jacket into the knapsack is really difficult for him. And we have to work on that together. We have to stuff it in. I hold the knapsack while he pulls the zipper because if I do everything for him or I do everything for a child or a student, they will never learn and they will never be able to become independent in that area. We need to give them a little bit of help, just the right amount, the right fit, the just right challenge, we call it a lot of times in OT, in order for the student to get to that goal of completing the task with as much independence as possible. So the other day, when, uh, when the student had difficulty opening the milk and the paraprofessional looks at me and she says, I know, Mr. T, I know you would do hand over hand to help him open it, but listen, we don't got the time for that, I'm sorry. I have to open it for him. I don't like that from an OT perspective, but she recognizes that we wouldn't usually do that and we would try to help him together to open that thing. So that's how we deal with the, with the jacket there. And then we move on to the breakfast period. So I walk with him to the counter and he independently grabs the milk, he independently grabs the bagel or the egg or the oatmeal, whatever is that day. He grabs the, the juice drink and the, the yogurt and the, the fruit or the apple slices or whatever is of that day. And he puts this all on his tray and then he carries the tray, usually independently and usually grabbing the items, which is great. He brings it back to the table and then we help him with the different various items. It happens to be, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but in different school settings, a lot of the items are really difficult for children to open. I don't know why they make it this way. I don't know why they choose to buy these products, but they're really difficult. And like, let's challenge the students as much as possible to open food when they're like starving. Makes a lot of sense. 
So these kind of things are very difficult, even for me, for an adult, and all the other adults in the room also, to try to open these uh, cartons of milk. Imagine the, the milk carton, the little, little one that's like a pint, and you have to push the, the craziness out of it to try to push it in and then pull it out, and then if your finger is not in the exact tiny degree, it, it won't open. So thank God he's gotten much better at it, and he figures out a way to hop the finger in and then pull it open, which is a big win. That means he's able to open the milk or the chocolate milk by himself. The juice container is not always so easy. He might need help with me stabilizing, holding the container down while he rips it open. It takes a lot of strength in the fingers and in the wrist and in the muscles to do that. But it might need help to do that. But I'm not going to open it for him. I, wanna, I want him to help me to help him to open it. So we might open it together. I might place his hands on the tab and his other hand on the, on the juice, or I might hold the juice, in order for that he learns to be able to do it himself. And then if there's a bag that's difficult to open of the pieces, I might hold one side and the other side or put his hands on either side and pull the hands apart from each other in order to be able to open up that apple slices or that whatever food might be insert in this spot here. When it comes to using a spork in the, in the Board of Ed, in the city school system, they don't really give forks and knives and spoons. They give a spork, which is like a hybrid, which is either ne neither here or there in my opinion. It's not a fork and it's not a spoon. It's like a really bad hybrid of both. But that's what they give them. So we, we, hold, we want them to hold the, the spork properly, not with like a, a backwards wrist or a backwards arm. We want them to hold that spoon and put it to their mouth directly by themselves. And when I see them be able to do it really quickly, that means they mastered the skill to be able to do that. And different items also, even a, a cereal container, like these little Cheerios you could buy in the supermarket, also are put on really tightly. So they might need help to be able to hop that open to open that because it's glued on or I don't know how it's put on, air sealed tight. And we try to help them open that. So that's related to eating, what we see very often. When it comes to dressing, if they're going to go out, we can help them figure out how to put the, the coat or the sweatshirt or the jacket on, especially zippers. Zippers are really tough. A lot of times I'll line it up and I'll have their hand on one side holding down while the other side has the zipper pulling up. They have to hold down while pull up and I'll show them to do that. When it comes to um, putting on the hat or different items as well, that could also work. A lot of times kids have much difficulty closing uh, a zipper or closing uh, a buckle after using the bathroom especially. And one of my students had such difficulty and the pants were so tight that we actually recommended to the teacher who recommended to the parent to replace those kind of pants with sweatpants because that allows the child to be more independent. Why give pants that might look better for his age, he's only eight or nine, but, but give him such difficulty in terms of independence and he has to walk over to a para or adult saying, help me please, I can't close the zipper or the buckle, the, the, the sliding loop into the loop. Rather, we get sweatpants, which he could pull up by himself, and that leads to independence. Whatever we could do to make it more functional and independent, we try to help the child to do. When it comes to things like dressing, besides for talking about that, there's also shoe tying. Shoe tying is very tough. It's one of the hardest skills, I think, for me, at least to teach. I mean, I have the ADL vest that we practice the snaps on, the buttons on, the buckles on. Even lacing for kids might seem easier to put the strings through the loops, but getting them to follow those steps over, over, under, rabbit ear, rabbit ear, over, under, through, very difficult to follow those steps. But we could practice on sneakers, on a model, 
in a previous school, I practiced on a model and then on the, the child sneaker, and it was very good trans transferable depending on their ability. So that's good as well. And in terms of hygiene, real hands-on practice is what we like to do in OT best. So we're talking about deodorant, we're talking about toothbrushing, really the sprays or the underarm ones are good to practice with, and then we can walk the student to the sink, especially in the summer, I do this a lot in my school with special needs, especially for the high school kids. We bring the toothbrush to the sink, and we might have to do hand over hand, and we might have to do hand over hand to get the toothpaste on the toothbrush, but if they're able to hold it with you, and even if they can one day do it by themselves, that's still a major win. Anything that you don't have to do for them, but they could do for themselves, in our opinion, is a win. At least in my opinion, is a win. You know, and even if they could feed themselves, which was a big thing for me last summer, any little thing we could do for them is a win. Even if they need a built-up, which is like a foam piece to put the fork in so that they, they have a greater grasp of it, that's really good as well. Because these are all things involved in ADLs, trying to make the person independent in their activities of daily living. And the last thing we'll touch on, a little longer than usual, but I wanted to give a little bit of advice in this area. When we have personal device care, this is like um, cleaning and taking care of glasses. That might not seem so, so hard for us, but if you think about a kid who doesn't even realize they have to be clean, and that they have to be taken off, and then you have to wipe them down, make sure there's no smudges or anything in them, and then put them back, they have to realize it has to be taken care of. Things like this need to actually be up, maintained and upkept as good as possible, as well as possible. We might come back to this topic in the future, but this was a, a little bit of a look at some things relating to activities, relating to the occupation of activities of daily living. Join us next time on OT Talk with Mr. T as we go a little deeper into IADLs, instrumental activities of daily living, and some activities that I personally see or think about and try to help them with. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T.